how do we practice self-love? What what exactly does it look like? How do, you know how can we incorporate it? What what can we do in our day to day to to improve this self-love if all these benefits come from it? Well, I've got a list of about fifteen things here um, that some of them may seem very obvious, some of them may not, but it's kind of they're just all bits of the puzzle, and they might not all be necess- necessary for you. They might not all feel right for you. They may feel weird if you start. And then you're like, actually, I really like this. Or you may try it and be like, no, this isn't for me. It doesn't really matter. What really matters is the things that you try that actually do work for you. This is the same with mindset and trading. The things that you try that actually create change, the things that you try that actually create discipline and consistency, the things that you try that make those success shifts, the paradigm shifts, all those things is about trying things and being self-aware to the point where you know what helps you, where you know what benefits you and not doing things because you should be doing them, but doing things because good morning good afternoon and good evening my name is jake and you are listening to the success shift a show where perfection does not exist but learning and growth takes center stage have you ever felt stuck like you're doing all the work but not getting the results maybe you feel like there's something missing perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success well Buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. It is the end of uh, my week here, and it's good to be back. Um, I was literally just saying before that today I'm I'm really grateful for the people who are here and constantly showing up. Um, One of the things that I I know at the start of this week, I was like, oh, you know what, I'm just going to take another week off. It's just, it's all too hard to get back in this. And for anyone who runs a podcast or does something consistently like this, you know, it takes work. It takes, takes effort. There's there's beforehand prep, there's organization, there's making sure that you know your material, there's the actual energy required to to do the presenting and to be here. And then, you know, after edits and, um, you know, collaboration of all the material and stuff like that. So there's a bit of work that goes into it. And at the start of this week, I was just like, ah, bugger it, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to do, you know, and have another week off. And then um, the reason that I share this is because I'm grateful for the people who here because one of the things I thought was people keep rocking up and they're here every morning and that you know I've got messages saying when are you coming back and all this sort of stuff and so I was actually forced in a way not forced but I I felt obligated to come back and be here for for the few few, for the few of you that are here every single morning and that that keep showing up and that are getting such good value out of this so I'm really grateful for you guys today um it definitely makes a difference and it uh kind of forces me into to showing up and I know in my interview with Teresa who's my mentor and trader she said one of the biggest things that helped her was having the community of people who were there wanting to learn and wanting to um be the, you know showing up every morning and and being there which kind of drove her on the days that she didn't want to show up uh that drove her to show up and and that's you know half the battle is is rocking up and being here being present and then you know 
learning from it and, and trying to take as much out of each experience. So uh, thank you to all the ones that are here and that made me feel a little bit obligated to to come back this week. And by the end of the week, which is today, I'm feeling great that I did it. That's just the routine getting back on the horse and and getting things going. So much appreciation and gratitude goes to to all of you. Um, in the chat here we have, I'm so grateful for this community. Thank you. Thank you. I'm grateful I am able to agree to disagree and leave it at that. Yeah, that's always nice, especially if you're uh, in uh, in arguments with someone close, maybe in the same environment. It's nice to be able to agree to disagree and, and walk away. I know I've got some friends that uh, we both have trouble doing that, only particular friends, but um, it's all in good fun most of the time. So I'm grateful for your commitment, Jake. Thank you so much, everyone in here. I'm so grateful for this community. Welcome to this incredible group. Donna, yeah, welcome, welcome. Uh, me too, grateful for this community. I am. Learn so much from everyone. Yeah, it's really nice when you can really find people who are wanting the same outcomes and on the same objective, uh, on the same path as you with the same objectives. Uh, it really helps motivation and resilience and grit and determination, all the things that we're talking about on Tuesday. And so it does help to have that community. And I often say community-based learning is is incredible for these exact reasons, you know showing up for others and feeling a sort of commitment to other people and that that accountability you know we speak about accountability in trading so often if you do have a good accountability partner just showing up to them with a bunch of horrible trades you sort of feel a bit like oh maybe i shouldn't take so many trades or maybe i should be a bit more disciplined or maybe i should follow my rules so i can come to my accountability partner with some good news and the same kind of thing here you know i've got a group of people showing up every morning and i'm accountable you know i got to show up and just um, have some consistency and routine for for them as if not for myself so great way to sort of i don't want to say force yourself but uh reinforce the the routine of consistent learning Hello traders, I just wanted to jump in here for a quick second to tell you about two of the biggest obstacles that I had to face on my trading journey. Number one was time spent finding simple answers. I would go through YouTube videos and so much content just to find the answer to one simple question and it took up so much of my time. Number two was having someone to actually talk to who actually understands trading during those really hard days when you're questioning, is this really for me? Maybe you've had a few losses and you're like, oh man, trading can be a very lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, so how did I overcome these? I joined a trading community. That's right, getting in a group of individuals who are actually on the same path as you and you can talk to that don't actually think you're crazy when you're talking about trading stuff, It's it was a game changer. You know, a trading community where we go live every Monday to Friday, a place where you can find accountability buddies, talk trading plans, and build up all the things that you know are going to help you on your journey to success. Asking seven-figure traders those simple questions, wow, saves so much time. So come down to the description here you can find a link a coupon code it's only $50 a month to join the trading community but because you're listening to the podcast the coupon below will give you your very first month for only $10 that's right a very valuable community of traders for only $10 for your very first month so check it out in the description and if you're not already then come trade live with us get your questions answered from those who are actually having success but for now let's get back to the episode so thank you to everyone and thanks for chucking in the chat your gratitude today we are continuing our talk on self-love uh, we just didn't get through half the stuff i wanted to speak about yesterday but we are back on it today so yesterday we we're talking about self-love and the importance and i want to talk to you about a few ways to practice self-love uh, but we were talking about some of the benefits of 
practicing self-love and how they can relate also to trading, but um, mainly just in general. And we got, I think, as far as number five. So we, we did healthy self-love creates healthy self-esteem, which helps with knowing your self-worth, which helps, you know, when you've got good self-esteem, it helps you with your confidence and your resilience. And that helps you take action. We spoke about emotional well-being. Emotions in trading is huge. So practicing self-love and, you know, staying strong in relationship with yourself creates your ability to handle negative emotions and to bounce back from setbacks quicker and all those things that we know are paramount to success in trading, trying to um, eradicate and sort of allow negative emotions to pass through very quickly and not hold on to them. Um, reducing self-criticism. Yes, they were talking a lot about the negative self-talk and then the, the self-narrative that we have. How do we speak about ourselves to ourselves when we're by ourselves is very important and it's a very big thing to bring awareness to and to note. Um, are you being negative and harsh on yourself? Would you speak that way, the way you speak to yourself um, to a friend or a loved one? Uh, most of the time, the answer is no. So why do we allow ourselves to speak that way to ourselves? We really need to remove this self-criticism, remove the the hateful speech or whatever it is and the, the negative self-talk. And we need to, you know, substitute that with self-love and appreciation and, and kindness and forgiveness we spoke about healthy relationships how loving yourself allows you to understand your own self-worth and your boundaries and and set set boundaries for yourself and to um understand you know your worth in relationships and, and what you can provide and give we spoke about how you know up here best way to fill people with happiness is to overflow your cup remember the limit the unlimited amount of joy that you can give to others when you are in fact filling up your cup so much that it's overflowing to those around you. Uh, and we spoke about the resilience uh, to external validation. Once we start to self-love, we start to know our value and our worth again. And, and therefore we find this intrinsic motivation and we stop worrying so much about what other people think and what other people say and really um, stop living like, like to impress others. We start to do things that are more purposeful and meaningful to ourselves. Uh, and this is, kind of where we can get that intrinsic motivation to keep going and find out our purpose and our reasoning behind why we're doing what we're doing. Um, next, we have personal growth. So talking about self-love and how um, it affects our personal growth. So practicing you know, self-love encourages putting yourself first, right? And doing the things you like. So this means that when we practice self-love, we understand our self-worth, we understand our value, then we're more likely to put um, time into the things that we like doing, like hobbies, new skills, um, you know, achieving more meaningful goals, all these sorts of things. So once you start to look within and we start to go, okay, you are worth this, or, you know, you, you need to care for yourself in this way, then we start to change our priorities. And sometimes we're talking about um, yesterday in the, in the group, there was a lot of people said that they were um, people pleasers and always doing things for other people. But this um, self-love will start to be, make you a people pleaser for yourself. What do I need? How, how do I, look after myself first. What is it that I need to do for me in order to to fill up my cup and in order to do the things that are going to make me happy? And that is often, you know, hobbies for me, guitar. Now, unfortunately, since being a dad, it's taken a bit of a back seat, but I do have it here. It's very easy for me to access, you know, setting up your environment. We speak about this a lot, made it nice and easy in my environment to access the hobbies, the things that bring me that joy still, and I still get time to play. Um, and you know, this is because that, like, for me, that's that's self-love. Finding time for me to sit and just play a couple of songs, even if it's only a little bit at the at the moment, uh, that's a real nice way for me to to take a step back and to appreciate myself. And, um, you know, new skills again, a great example, guitar. But 
um, learning another language or learning how to trade, for example, you know, once we start to give ourselves self-love and find ourselves time and prioritize things for us, then we start to dedicate that time to important things that help us grow and, and personal growth and development, right? So better mental health. Um, I think this one's pretty self-explanatory that when we start to look after ourselves and love ourselves, it's better for our mental health. Um, there's a huge aspect of self-talk and self-appreciation that comes with self-love, right? We, if we, a lot of our mental health issues come from anxiety and depression and frustration or feeling like you're not living up to your self-worth or that you could be doing better or that, you know, maybe we're beating ourselves up unnecessarily. Um, and yeah, like I said, just practicing self-love really helps in these areas. If we start to be kind to ourselves, then we don't feel such disappointment for not reaching our goals. Uh, we don't feel such anxiety for not performing. You know, that expectation versus reality starts to come a bit more in line. Often we have this huge expectations of ourselves so high that we don't, that we wouldn't put on anyone else like we wouldn't expect other people to do that but we expect ourselves to do that and then you know that self-narrative that defeating self-narrative um, comes in when we don't meet and reach those expectations and so this can be very hard if you're consistently living imagine if you were consistently living with someone who was just tearing you to shreds like oh you're useless i can't believe you couldn't do that how'd you mess up this time you know what the fuck was that how could you all these negative self-talk that we say to ourselves if that was an external environment you'd either snap and be like hey piss off like this isn't that's not how you speak to someone or you'd move or you'd have a breakdown, right? But unfortunately, a lot of the time when we're not practicing self-love, this is what we're doing to ourselves, but we're allowing it to go on silently, internally. And this perpetuating conversation ends up, you know, I think we spoke about this a few weeks ago, that the expectations you set on someone ends up being kind of how they behave. And so if we set, I think it was called the Gollum effect, if we expect someone to be pathetic and useless and no good at everything, over time, they're going to end up performing that way. And the same thing, um what's the name of the opposite effect it slipped my mind right now my apologies there's an effect that's very very similar but in the opposite direction where if we expect someone to be really good and we start to like treat them as if they're really good and you know we expect them to perform in a certain way and, and start giving them the tools and the the praise as if they are doing it that way then eventually they're going to feel that feel that role and start to start to be that way so if we're doing that to ourselves how are you doing it to yourself? Are you doing it in a negative way or are you doing it in a positive way? Are you expecting yourself to be this, you know, amazing thing, but then beating yourself up when you're not performing or are you expecting yourself to to do better and then rewarding yourself with kindness and forgiveness when you're not quite there, but, uh, you know, appreciating your lessons and your growth along the way. So we have to understand self-awareness. How are we speaking to ourselves about ourselves when we're by ourselves? What are the expectations we have for ourselves? Are they realistic? Are they unrealistic? Are we beating ourselves up when we're not meeting them? Or are we learning and encouraging and, you know, guiding to those lessons when we're not meeting those expectations? Okay. Positive reinforcement and encouragement. Spot on, Yvonne. Exactly. So we've got to look at these things and how we're talking to ourselves. And this is I want you to think about how you treat others. Really think about a relationship that you've got. Maybe it's your partner. Maybe it's your sibling. Maybe it's one of your best friends. Maybe it's a coworker. And then whenever you have some self-dialect and some, some, some kind of conversation with yourself, think about would you verbalize that to someone else? And if you wouldn't, why are you doing it to, why are you doing it to yourself? Um, but on the contrary, if, you know, if it's a very loving and uplifting, that's great. And then we should be doing that to other people as well. So we need to kind of just, Keep in check the way we're speaking to ourselves and, and that love that we're giving ourselves. And if we can, if it's beneficial, um, we can share that. And if it's not, then why are we, why are we being so hard on, on ourselves? Um, the next one is 
we spoke a bit about boundaries. So knowing we've already spoken about this a little bit, but knowing your self-worth, you know, helping to protect yourself from, from things, from people, um, from inputs, whatever it is. So one of the ways that we can benefit self-love, uh, pra- practice self-love is to protect our environment a little bit and make sure that the things that are coming inside into our internal environment are positive and kind and not negative and, and harsh and manipulating. Right. But knowing our self-worth can help us put these boundaries up and we go, you know what? I actually don't need to hear that. Or, you know what? I don't need to have the news on the TV or, you know what? I don't need to have this person in my life. Um, I don't need to have this argumentative conversation with the neighbor all the time, you know, all these sort of things. When we start to know our self-worth, we can just put up our boundaries. And this is actually one thing that I've found on my entrepreneurship journey is when I first started, um, there was a lot of people giving me flack online. You know, you get your friends or, or old school colleagues just giving you shit like how can you do it this way or especially network marketing that was a big one to take a couple of hits and then people from where i'm from in perth western australia the wages are pretty good people have pretty good um jobs there so i got a bit of flack of like oh why are you traveling and doing all this like why don't you just come back and get a job all these kinds of things which i originally started to be very defensive about and and kind of defended myself and got into these online arguments and and really when i look back at it now i'm like wow i clearly didn't know my own self-worth and i didn't know my my own values there and i engaged in this behavior which was just detrimental because it was just ongoing and there, there was no even if i won the argument there was no benefit to me and if i didn't i would just get more hurt thrown at me which i'd have to like grunt and and bear and wear and so the ability to know your boundaries and be like, I don't need to engage in this bullshit. Like that comes from self-love and self-worth and understanding like high self-esteem and knowing who you are and why you're doing what you're doing. Now that by practicing this, we can go, yeah, I don't this now when I get these comments or these messages, it's just like water off a duck's back. It's like, yeah, okay, cool opinion onto the next. Like it takes very little, if none of my time um, apart from maybe reading the comment and then dismissing it just as quickly, but that doesn't come immediately. You know, that doesn't come straight off the bat. That comes with practice and debt and work and, and looking at self-awareness and creating these boundaries for yourself. Okay. The next thing self-love creates or helps with enhanced decision-making and Honestly, in trading, this is a massive thing. I know lots of people can get easily manipulated by what happens on the charts. So we have this market movement, sometimes market manipulation. This evokes emotion. The price action candles are there to evoke emotion. You see them jump up and jump down, and it's only an influx of five seconds, and you've got, boom, something happening, movement happening. Your sensory input comes in, emotions rise. You forecast all of the this is the emotional feedback loop. I think I was actually, I wasn't talking about this um, recently. I was, I was filming it for the trading plan course, but this is the emotional feedback loop where we have a sensory input. All of a sudden your brain starts to think of all the possible future outcomes and then depict on what could happen based on previous outcomes. And we go into this world of emotions and these thoughts uh, renumerate in our head and continue to repeat. And then all of a sudden the ones that stick around the strongest, build an emotion. Once that emotion's high enough, what happens? We take an action. And then that action depends on the emotion that was the strongest. Once we take that action, more price movement happens, more observations come, and then the process kind of repeats. And we want to try and break out of this. Okay. And so having good self-love practice and knowing ourselves and really understanding who we are and our values and stuff will lead to better decisions. Okay. When you value yourself and your skills, like think about some of the reasons where we jump into a trade um, because of like an, a quick candle movement. 
often comes from us not really trusting ourselves and be like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe, just maybe this candle is actually the thing. And I, I didn't interpret the rest of it. And the price is actually going to fly up and then I'm going to miss it. And I'm going to feel this like FOMO. And you know what? I might, may as well just enter. But once you know your ability and know your skill and know that you know the charts, it becomes easier to go, no, that's not that's not right. Like even if this candle paints bullish engulfing, there's this, this, and this, I don't really, even really care. We we're kind of speaking about this yesterday on the call actually. And I did want to say something, but I got distracted. But often, um, sometimes you'll hear us say that, okay, I know for me right now, I'm not taking, like, let's just say I'm not taking counter trend trades and it's trying to set up with a counter trend trade. But for me, I don't, that's not on my trading plan. So what I need is for it to come back down to, to reach our EMAs so it can go back up with the trend. But then you see this big bearish engulfing candle and you're like, oh, actually, maybe this is going to be a move. And it could be a move that moves down, but you're already decided that you don't want to take that trade. Okay, but then when you see this big movement of candle and then it actually looks kind of pretty and you think, actually, maybe it will move these 14 points and I could get something and all this emotions. And this is like trading with emotion because you've already seen the bigger picture and decided, no, this isn't where I want to be. This isn't my comfortable place. You know, this isn't um, a situation where I want to be involved because a, my trade management might not be the same. Maybe the exits will happen too quickly. Maybe I won't actually be seeing the full movement. It might wick down and then come back up, but I'm, and I may miss it because it's actually a very small move. All these things, which your initial decision made, but now that there's a flicker of, of price action and, and movement, your emotions kind of influence you to to make a change with that it's like oh you know what actually why don't we try this why don't we entertain it why don't we look into it but if you know your self-worth and you trust yourself and you really believe in your own ability and you have your trading plan and you believe in the strength of your own trading plan and you know that you've back tested it and done the work in the past to make it strong and sturdy 99 percent of the time it's going to be better off to follow that trading plan right the one few times where it doesn't is means that you're you know you if you don't follow your trading plan there's always a probability that you'll still end up in a trade, but this creates bad habits, which over the longevity of your trading career are not going to be net profitable. So we need to actually go back and trust that ability and go, you know what? Self-love, right? I do know and believe in my own ability. I do trust and know the things that I'm doing. And I do trust and believe in this situation or this trade. And so even though there's some motion or movement, I'm not going to indulge that, that, um, that price action manipulation, and, and I'm just going to allow it to be what it is. And that comes from that trust and that self-love and that ability to really know yourself and your ability uh, and your um, skills within that particular field. And this doesn't have to be just trading. This can be anything, right? If we have pride and self-worth and trust in our own ability, which comes from self-love, then we're able to make decisions a lot easier, a lot faster, and stick to those decisions with a lot more strength and confidence. Chuck someone's if that makes sense, because this is quite an important aspect, which people I don't think pick up on. Self-love does help with decision-making. And it becomes from that trust in self and that ability to know that you know what you're doing. Okay? Got some ones coming in. That's great. Okay, fulfillment and happiness is the last thing on this list. Um, you know, self-love gives you a better sense of fulfillment and happiness. Genuinely, genuinely care for yourself. You create a positive relationship with your own existence, which is really some of the fundamentals for a full, uh, fulfilling and and purpose-driven life, right? So once we start to love ourselves and appreciate ourselves and give ourselves, get, give ourselves positive feedback, all that kind of stuff, then we really start to genuinely feel that we are capable, that we are worthy, that we are deserving, and that the thing that we're after does actually mean something and that there is purpose to it. And, and it can become then very fulfilling and this comes into all those things that we we discuss quite regularly, you know, intrinsic motivation, 
understanding your why, knowing your purpose, having direction, having that guidance and that ability to um, trust in your own decision-making process, as we just spoke about. So all these things layer up and they get to a point of a really fulfilling and happy life. Um, and again, these things come from that self-love. You love and appreciate yourself. You look after yourself. You're doing your hobbies. You're learning new skills. You're constantly growing, personal development. Um, you can have good relationships with yourself. You have good relationships with others. You can set your boundaries. You can fill yourself up with positive um, influences from your environment. You know how to trust yourself. Um, all these things, as you can see, they will layer on to what will be a very fulfilling and happy life. And if we can continue to practice self-love, then we continue to get these benefits and we can continue down the path of that, you know, fulfilling and happy life. Does that make sense? I hope these, I know it's kind of split into two, but I hope these have sort of come together and you can see that all the benefits from practicing self-love. Now, I suppose the next question is, how do we practice self-love? What, what exactly does it look like? How, do, you know, how can we incorporate it? What, what can we do in our day-to-day to, to improve this self-love if all these benefits come from it. Well, I've got a list of about 15 things here um, that some of them may seem very obvious, some of them may not, but it's kind of, they're just all bits of the puzzle and they might not all be necess necessary for you. They might not all feel right for you. They may feel weird if you start and then you're like, actually, I really like this. Or you may try it and be like, no, this isn't for me. It doesn't really matter. What really matters is the things that you try that actually do work for you. This is the same with mindset and trading. The things that you try that actually create change, the things that you try that actually create discipline and consistency, the things that you try that make those success shifts, the paradigm shifts, all those things is about trying things and being self-aware to the point where you know what helps you, where you know what benefits you and not doing things because you should be doing them, but doing things because maybe at the start you've heard about it and you want to try it and you've got some passion to try something new and some curiosity. But I find sometimes we get stuck in this, I should be doing this because it's meant to make me feel better. Or I should be doing this because I know that this is exactly what I meant to do. And there's a, definitely a fine line. At some point, if you're really lazy and you just brush things off really easy, maybe there's that point where maybe I should try this a little bit longer and give it a go. But if you find that you've given something a go and you're not really liking it, but you're doing it because someone else says it works and you should just do it that way, then maybe reassess. This is what self-awareness, this is what mindfulness is, this is what being present is, all this kind of internal understanding are going to help you in situations where you go, yeah, actually this doesn't work for me. Let's see what else there is out there. I'm not going to completely dismiss it. Maybe I'll go try a bunch of other things and they're not really working. They're working even worse, but I'll come back to this, but it's all about understanding yourself to the best you possibly can and, and trying to do the things that work for you in a sense that are going to, yeah, I guess make you feel better about yourself. Right? So some of the things that we've got on this list of self-care. So basically we're looking at the body, mind, soul, how to, love and look after the body mind and soul and they can be done in a bunch of different ways you know dietary um do, sp spending time prioritizing time for yourself like the hobbies that you want to be doing um you know mindfulness all that sort of stuff so finding time to be alone with your mind is is important but also finding time to be like alone i guess just undistracted so for me a couple of recommendations of meditation or walks i really liked um, walking. So I just time block 45 minutes and just go for a walk. Um, and I do that almost every day. So often I listen to a podcast, but it's nice every now and again, just to do it without. And so you just observe, you just be present, you 
you don't have an intention. You just walk for the sake of walking and look what the environment around you presents and where your thoughts go. And sometimes you start on a thought pattern and because your body's moving, you've got the physiological change, the endorphins, all the good things chemically in your brain going, and they can actually lead you down kind of like a, a mental journaling. Like if you start to journal, sometimes you don't know where you're going. Another one for the list of self-love is journaling. Start going, trying to understand yourself a bit better. Usually by the time you start writing, you're like, I don't know where this is going, but you just it just starts to flow. And then you can get into these really long understanding and deep diving subconsciously, you know, subconscious diving kind of journaling states where you can unlock answers to questions or figure out things about yourself or just ask the right questions to yourself. Uh, they can be very beneficial. So I, I find walking does that well for me because my body's moving at the same time as allowing, not having the music, not having like the podcast, but allowing just the freedom of of the external world trigger things in my brain to start the the thought process going and just allowing it. Sometimes we don't allow the thought. Sometimes, you know, lots of times when you practice meditation, it's like being mindful, being present, trying to see the thoughts and let them go. But sometimes it's also handy just to run with them, like daydream. Remember when you're a kid and you could, imagination could keep you going for hours and you daydream and you'd think about all the great things that you want in your future. I feel like as adults, we start to let that dwindle and we don't do that as much, but I think it's one of the most important things we can do is give yourself some daydreaming time. Like even if it's just do your meditation, have your coffee and then sit there for 15 minutes without any distractions and just let yourself daydream. Think about all the positive things. Think about what you're going to spend your money on when you're, you know, a seven figure trader. Think about the lifestyle you'll create for yourself. Visualize, allow that emotion to make you happy and joyful and just let that be the start of your day because you do that over and over again. Eventually you're going to fall in love with that idea that you keep visualizing and eventually that visualization will become real and you'll be able to live it. Okay. Um, we've also got healthy eating, drinking, you know, reducing alcohol, improving sleep hygiene, making sure that you're putting the right stuff into your body. I think that all is somewhat self-explanatory, whether we do it or not, you know, don't get me wrong. I love a beer here and there, and I, I definitely enjoy indulging in, in chocolates and ice creams every now and again, but doing them in moderation, understanding what's good for you and, you know, how are you doing it all the time? Is it habit routine? Is it something that's like a crutch to you? Or is it something that you can lash out and be like, yeah, I'm going to have a drink with my friends or I'm going to, you know, splurge and have a bit of a cheat meal or whatever it is for you, making sure you're doing that stuff in obviously moderation. Uh, setting boundaries is super important. Um, knowing who to hang out with, when to hang out with them and what to provide or what they provide for you. Uh, we've got practicing gratitude. You know, I talk about that almost every day, pretty much. Actually, I do talk about that every day on the call here. We we practice gratitude. We find something to be grateful for. Um, doing a hobby you have. Remember, we spoke about, you know, the guitar finding time for you. We've got in this list positive affirmations. Some people like to do positive affirmations, whether it's in the shower, whether it's, um, you know, out loud, whether it's in the mirror, whatever it is, talking positively about yourself. Then we've got self-discovery, um, you know, really giving that time to discover you, yes, physically and mentally. Mentally is obviously your, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know your values, know your aspirations, know what makes you feel good physically. Well, I'll leave that to your imagination. Um, nine, we've got mindfulness. So becoming present in everyday moments, giving yourself the, the opportunity to be really present. And I found because since becoming a father, this is super important. Sometimes I'll take, you know, my office is here and one door away is the play area where I play with my son. And it's very easy to be sending a message or have to, you know, release a course or do something for coaching. And then I'm taking it into the next room and I'm on my phone still, and I'm not actually present with my son, but practicing that presence, practicing that mindfulness, being there 
is really, really important. And it's a good way to practice self-love, like being able to go, you know what, my phone's staying here and I'm just going to go be 100% present with this person or go be 100% present with my wife or go and leave this here and go on my walk and be 100% present with myself. These can all be beneficial things. Um, creating a positive environment, you know, friends who you surround yourself with, social media, you know, if you do like, so I'm not, I'm not being a social media Nazi here and saying, don't do any of it. Like just make sure that maybe it's positive. Make sure that you've got good quotes or affirmations or you're following people who you aspire to be, or you're listening to podcasts or you're getting, you know, information from those of you, from those around you that you actually want help from and want growth from, you know, is it mindset and trading stuff that's on your social media? Is it, um, you know, personal growth? Is it healthy habits? Is it fitness and good diet? Or is it the hottest goss in Hollywood and, you know, the top five fun things to do on a night out with friends? You know, what is it that's coming into your social media um, stream? And and intentionally making those um, algorithms work to your benefit and not, and not to the opposite. Also, friends, people you you hang around with you know are they benefiting you are they not what is your environment like then self-forgiveness self-kindness self-reflection and of course never stop learning um always give yourself time to learn and grow and develop which i think most of the people who are on calls like this are doing exactly that okay so wrapping it up here we've kind of gone a little bit over time but i hope that made sense i hope that you can really understand the importance of self-love find a few ways to actually implement it and understand the benefits from continuously practicing practicing self-love in multiple different ways and ways that work for you can help you in every aspect of life and it can obviously help in trading um, as we've spoken about today so um, put some of them into practice let me know what you're doing let me know what's working for you uh, feel free to engage feel you know if there's other things that you think are going to be benefit that i've missed let me know because i'm always looking and i'm always learning and i'm always growing so i want to know anything that's um, going to help me um, down my future and my growth uh, but for our traders let's jump over to the trading call and make sure that we have our journal right out in front of us ready to journal you've done your loss size calculation you've done your brain warm-up you know um how much you're going to be risking in your trades today and you've got your journals there and all the things that we speak about to those listening on the podcast much love and i'll see you again next week thanks everyone